Hi, Shannon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Absolutely fantastic. Hey, congratulations on this new graphic novel. I mean, the, the cover itself says, Keeper of the Lost Cities, the graphic novel. That to me says, oh, even as an adult, I got to check into this. Oh, thank you. I, I I love that I have a Zon now. You know, it's like the Morton's the Steakhouse, and I'm like, Keeper of the Lost Cities, the graphic novel. I love it. <laughs> To put this together, though, what was it like to get, you know, the, the basically the graphics and the story all together to keep that story alive and moving forward? It was really fun to get to collaborate this time um, and, and really have, like, kind of a whole team working on it um, because the, the novel was adapted by Selena Friend mm-hmm. and then um, the art was done by Gabriella and I was involved both in selecting them and then also weighing in I I got to see drafts of the um, script for the adaptation and give notes and then I got to see the art at every stage and then we made text changes sometimes based on the art and so it was really really fun to be having you know all of these people with all of these takes on the story um, contributing this time instead of it just being kind of me alone in my little office writing what's <laughs> in my head. Now, it was now, you know, a group effort. And even though we rarely communicated with each other, um, we all were putting our own fingerprints on the project. And it's, it's kind of magical that we came out with something that I feel like is very true to Keeper, but also is something that would never have been what it is without those other voices in there with me instead of it just being me. And so I love that. I'm so glad that you talk about the collaboration because I have seen so many beautiful, beautiful graphics from from young adults and, and, and adults, but they don't know what to do with them. And what you're sharing with us is go out and form a team, get somebody who is an author, get somebody who can have leadership here and put those pictures to work for you. Exactly. I mean, it was it was fun because it worked both ways. Like, it definitely, I was the captain steering the ship, but it was also like I wanted to make sure that I stepped back and said, "But let the experts do what they do best." You know, I I made it very clear from the beginning that I didn't want to write the um, adaptation um, script because I felt like I was too close to the book. The book was exactly the way that I wanted to be. Every scene was exactly the way that I felt that it needed to be in order to tell the story. And to then go back and change that, I wasn't sure that I could be objective enough. And so I thought, I want somebody else who goes in and makes the changes and then I can look at it and go, I don't know if that works. I think we probably want to do something else. Or yes, that works great. We totally capture that. Because each format is different. There were things that we had to change because putting it into the graphic novel format, all of a sudden it was like, wow, that joke isn't funny anymore. Um, The scene is dragging. We need to condense this or, oh no, we need to slow this moment down because it's the emotions of what Sophie's feeling aren't reading through right now. And so um, it was, it was great to step back and let Selena do her thing. And then I also, whenever I'm working with an artist on the series, I try to give it you know, both specifics as far as like these are the markers that you have to hit in order for it to match mm-hmm. the descriptions of the book, but then also let them kind of have their own space to draw what they're picturing instead of me trying to be like, no, no, it should be that the wall is this color and it's this tall and it's this, you know, and the, the window's right here. And, it, you know, it's, I like to leave room for them to put their own interpretation in because so often 
what they picture is even better than what was in my head. And so we end up with this kind of fun, you know, group project where everyone brought the best of themselves into it. And I just was there to kind of make sure, okay, but we have to stay true to what the original material was. Otherwise, mm-hmm. fans of the series won't appreciate it. And so that was kind of my job is to say, okay, but how do we match what we, here was the point of this scene. Are we capturing that? But turning it into a graphic novel, let's be honest here. There are some graphic novel, novel fans that, that have never really picked up a regular book to read it because they like graphic, graphic novels. So, so you're, you're bringing new people to this story. And so they're going to be going, well, who is Sophie? I, I got, why, why is she so important here? And you, can, you, you can't just explain it to them because they now have pictures and they're going to have images of who they think Sophie is. Exactly, yeah. And that was that was really the thing was that I a lot of times I was giving notes saying, like, I feel like we, we have to remember that this book isn't going to just be read by fans of the series. And so I do think we need to slow this moment down and make sure that for someone who's coming into this scene having not read it before, that they're understanding what is happening, what is being felt, what isn't, you know, these kinds of things. That's that's actually why it ended up being just part one. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we started doing the initial, like, potential condensing of the 484 pages of Keeper down to what would be, you know, a 300-page graphic novel, it was just like, we're cutting too much stuff out and we're we're losing, like, the emotion of the book. We're mm-hmm. just getting those plot beats and that's it. And what I think a lot of readers connect with is feeling what the characters are feeling in addition to, you know, watching what happens to them. And so we kind of decided, all right, let's slow it down and split it into two, even though obviously it's not ideal having to say, wait for part two to come out. You know, (laughs) um, it makes for such a better book to be able to split it in two. Isn't it kind of retraining the mind of your of your following that because now that you do have pictures because I find myself I know the story but you sit there and you you read you read what's what's in the bubble and then you look at the picture and then you go to the next one and you look mm-hmm. at the picture so and and I, I have a feeling I'm going to be going through this book two or three times so I can get the actual physical you know essence of this story Exactly. I mean, it's funny. That was something because I will admit I've read graphic novels and everything, but I do read more prose novels than graphic novels. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had not even thought about just even like the placement of the text bubbles, how much thought has to go into that and making sure that they get read in the right order and that if it's something where you do want readers looking at the art before they read the text, that you put the text in the right spot so that that happens. Or if they need to read the text before they see the image to give them that context, then you have to place the text there. And there were just so many little tiny details that had to be just right in order to make it work. Um, And I was just like, wow, I, I have... I knew that graphic novels were, you know, a, a, a true labor of love and, and just really kind of creative masterpieces on their own. But to really see how much goes into it, it was just like, wow, these these are amazing. And I'm so honored that I get to have one for my series. Take me into the structure of those text bubbles, because is it still about left to right reading when it comes to those bubbles? I mean, ideally, yes. I mean, it, it, it's funny with the page because sometimes you have a page where there's only two or three panels mm-hmm, on it. And mm-hmm. so you're, you know, you're wanting them to, or sometimes there's only one panel and you're wanting to make sure that they really kind of step back and see the art. And so then you're putting the text down at the bottom or, but yeah, I mean, obviously um, 
here in America, we read left to right. And so it, there were times where that was a note that I was giving that like where they put the text bubble, it's like, yes, it makes sense that that character's text bubble would be on top of the other one, but it ends up making you read it weird and changing the meaning. So let's, let's move the text bubble over to the other side of the panel or things like that. It was, it was interesting the way that it, it, and I would always say, I don't know, maybe I'm just being weird here and I'm <laughs> the only one that looked at the panel and read it that way. Can we get some other opinions in-house at my publisher and make sure that it's not just Shannon Messenger is weird? Um, but usually it would come back as, no, you're right, we all we all read the text in that order and that is not quite the way that it should be, so we'd make some tweaks. <laughs> Wouldn't you say that one of the attractions of the book, Keeper of the Lost Cities, is the, is the fact that it, it talks about feeling like you don't fit in because we're all in that position it doesn't matter what age you are we all have that and and to me that's an attraction to a storyline i i mean for me that's what makes me want to write the story yeah um i i just so much connected with sophie and her i i call her a girl who's caught between two worlds and she kind of grows up around humans feeling very out of place knowing that she's very very different and that she doesn't know how to even talk to anyone about how different she is and really struggling and then suddenly she finds out that all of that is because she's not human and she belongs to this secret world within our world and she kind of gets it in her mind that like okay finally i'm going to belong i'm going to fit in i'm not going to be different and then she gets to the lost cities and realizes no she's still very different she has a different way of seeing the world because she was raised in a different world and she has abilities that are very unique and she has you know kind of these weird things that keep happening to her because she's actually part of these you know big conspiracies that are going on and that's kind of her arc throughout the whole series is you know she's searching for that perfect place to fit in because she's so tired of being different and Throughout the course of the books, it's her realizing, no, I'm always going to be different. And hey, maybe that's a good, maybe that's actually what makes me valuable and important is because I'm different and because I'm me. And I I do think readers really appreciate that messaging, especially at the younger age, but at any age, being told that it's okay to be you (laughs) Um, and that you bring something unique to the table and it's okay if you're not 100% that, you know, what people think you should be, that you're just you. Um, I, I feel like that really resonates with readers yeah, of absolutely. any age. Well, you give me permission to to live by my mantra, which is they think I'm weird, so I'm out to prove it. And because it gives me the chance to be weird <laughs> and to be myself. Exactly. I mean, I'm very much that way, too. I, I have... I have never been 100% that I will fit in anywhere, and I'm, I'm learning to be okay with that. <laughs> Where can people go to find out more about you and every one of your books in this story? Because, like I said, this is going to open up the door for so many new readers. I mean, I'm excited for that to happen. Uh, web, my website is shannonmessenger.com. There's also keeperofthelostcities.com, and then I am... On social media, Instagram, um, I'm also on, uh, well, I don't think they call it Twitter anymore. I'm on Facebook <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok because, boy, that seems like if I joined TikTok, I would never get any writing done ever. Right. So I'm not currently on TikTok, but if uh, if that ever changes, there'll be a link on my website. <laughs> well, please come back to this show anytime in the future, Shannon. The door is always going to be open for you. I would love to come back. Thank you so much. It was fun. You be brilliant today, okay? I will try. You too.